This whole season of Advent, I have been preaching from the 40th chapter of the prophet Isaiah. I continue in that this day, preaching from verses 9 and 10 of Isaiah and verses 28 through 31. The prophet writes and continues, he says, You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up and do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And then to the 28th verse. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. But those, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. These are the words of the prophet Isaiah. My sermon this morning is entitled, He Carries Them Close to His Heart. I have reminded many in this congregation, including myself these last couple of weeks, that just because it is the Advent and the coming of Christmas, it does not mean that life does not stop. It is not as if in some movie I can cast a magical spell over all in the congregation and say, for the next seven days, everything will be fine and magical, and there will be no harm, there will be no hurt, there will be no troubles, there will be no difficulties. That is not the world in which we live. 
The coming of Christmas conjures up in our minds and it brings back, for those of us who have years behind us, it brings back the images as many Christmases that have come and gone. And the more we think about those, the more they are romanticized and idealized as if it was a Christmas like no other Christmas in the past. But in reality, it was often a Christmas of great difficulty and a great many challenges. It should be by the command of God that there should be no deaths in the month of December. But we die. It should be that perhaps babies should be born in December, and many are. People are given and received in marriage this month. People go to work and school. They take holiday. But life continues. We live in a day and a time where across our great land there is many divisions many disagreements. We find ourselves often at extreme opposites with seemingly nowhere in the middle for us to come together and to be at peace. We look around the world and we see conflict and we see difficulties and we see strained relationships And we wonder, doesn't anybody know that it is Christmas? We see the world of merchandising and of selling, even Amazon delivered here at the church this morning. And many of us are facing trials and difficulties in the days ahead. Do we hear the prophet? Remember how he started this chapter three weeks ago, how God commanded that his people be comforted. Comfort, comfort my people. Because their suffering had been great. And today, maybe we need to hear that word, comfort, comfort my people. We need to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord, for he has promised to come again. But we have mostly come here today to hear a word of hope and to sense that despite the world we live in and the lives that we live out, there is something more and there is someone who cares.
My grandson, Brody, whom you admired looking at himself in the globes, when he is at our house with Terry and I, and we're keeping him for a while, every now and then he will go and he will say, where's my mama? Where's my daddy? He'll come out of his room playing and he'll say, where's mama? And we will say, well, she's out. She'll be back in a little bit. Where's daddy? Well, he's at work, but he'll be back in a little bit. And it goes on and on. And what he is doing is wanting to know where are the two people that watch after him, that are responsible for him, like a little sheep looking for the shepherd. And you see, all of us, whether we are 90 years old, or whether we are newborn, there is a cry in us. There is a sense in us that we want to know who is looking after us, who is keeping us, who cares about us, who really loves us. And we see it here. The Son of God, described as the great shepherd, he gathers the lambs in his arms. He carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. This is our God. This is the one who looks after us. This is the one in the midst of all the turmoil of individual life and of family life, of conflict in the world. Is there one who cares and who looks after us? And the answer is yes. And the name of the one who is the great shepherd is Jesus. And this Jesus who was born so long ago still cares for all of his sheep. And we are his sheep. Now, This great Lord, who is our shepherd, this great Lord who was born so long ago, and on the night that he was born, the great angelic choirs, literally the great armies of heaven, singing in the night sky, being held back from descending upon the earth to protect the newborn Son of God, the great 
voices of heaven singing in joy and exaltation. And whom do they sing to but the shepherds in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night? It is the shepherds that the message of Christ's birth first comes. It is the shepherds who, following the angels, returning to the realms of higher heavens, that the shepherds make haste to go to Bethlehem to see this promise, this great shepherd born, the one who would come the one who would not grow tired or weary, the one whom would strengthen the weak, the one who would give peace to those who have no peace, the one who could make even the young stronger and the old better, the one who would bring hope when there is no hope, the one that is able to make us even soar like the eagle. He is the one whom we believe, and he is the one we call Lord and Savior. He is the one who can take all of our problems and our difficulties and make us see them as something that shall not overcome us. But in Christ Jesus, we shall overcome them. Like the ghost of Christmas past in a Christmas carol, Charles Dickens knew rightly that our memories of past Christmases have a strong influence on us, especially this time of year. I remember some of my Christmases past. I remember particularly the Christmas of 1968. Many of you were here in 1968. I had a great Christmas. I got a new Boy Scout uniform. I got a sleeping bag. I got a canteen. I got a hatchet. They wouldn't let them have hatchets now, but I got one. I got a chemistry set, the real chemistry sets, not the little baking soda sets of today. I had a great Christmas. My brothers had a great Christmas, and yet there we were in the household of a Navy chief, and the wars in Vietnam was raging. The nation was sharply divided. Baby boomers were protesting on every college campus. The hippies were in creating a new culture that we are still, how shall I say, appreciating this day. 
My mom and dad thought the world was coming apart. Just as their grandparents had thought the world was coming apart in 1941. Just as they thought the world was coming apart in 1929. Just as Europe thought in 1914. And just as Mary and Joseph thought of having to make the 80-mile trek from Nazareth to Bethlehem, Mary, nine months pregnant. The world is always in turmoil. Life is always challenged. There are always difficulties even at Christmas. But we worship the one who carries us in his arms close to his heart. We worship the one who is able to renew our strength, to give us life and one day everlasting life. And so let us not be overcome. Let us not turn cynically away from his celebration. But wherever we are and whoever we are with, let us celebrate. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. This is the one we worship. The one who is the great shepherd, the son of God. The one who holds us close to his heart. Amen.